Last time on Knights of the Rolled Table, Gravely Tiburon, Soot, Jarek, Sarsa, and Sindel led a desperate evacuation of Giaka as it was attacked by a leviathan controlled by Captain Dropoff. The refugees are camped at the top of the cliffs, and Soot and Sindel are missing. Now a portal opens up in the camp and two old friends of Gravely step out, Maya and XX Bloody Heart. There's a refugee community that has been putting itself together and surviving up on the cliffs above the town of Giaco, which is um, partially submerged now with a lot of debris floating about. It's been a few days since the initial tidal wave and looking down, you haven't seen too much action down in the town. Dropoff and his crew have not really been in the town in the first couple of days. Your efforts have been largely focused on taking care of people, setting things up. I mean, actually, I, I, have, a, I have a thought of what each of your characters would probably be doing. So I'm going to throw that out. And if you want to amend what you'd be doing or just kind of like describe it your way, that would be fine. But I think... Sarsa certainly, with the Crescent Squall, able to fly and surveil, um, has made several sort of rescue missions down into the town and picked up a few stragglers, a few people clinging to debris, even a few people washed out to sea, and maybe been able to pick up a few supplies that were recoverable and has been going back and forth doing that. I think Gravely's abilities to survive and forage have probably come in very handy in gathering enough food and supplies to support people for the time being. And Tiburon, so we've established that the the Bastion has its own kind of like hidden port, and there's an overland route that you all were going to take initially into town, but then uh, a flying ship showed up, so you decided to take that. But there is an overland route you can take from the Bastion's hidden harbor to Giaka, and it takes takes a while to get there. So I think Tiburon has probably taken groups of survivors over there to receive aid and supplies at the Bastion and probably brought back some supplies and informed Captain Honeymist of what was going on. So he's made at least one trip there and back and is currently present. So if anybody would like to jump in on kind of like what you might do in the couple of days since then, feel free. I think gravely besides teaching people how to make fires and using survival skills and stuff has also been catching up with Farah a little bit more and not, you know, uh, just, keeping things professional and friendly and, and, but, uh, nothing out of the ordinary yet, but, uh, you know, so, so he's just been like, you know, Hey, it's, it's been really good, but this has been a little bit more like getting to know somebody that you haven't seen in a while under a stressful situation. Yeah. Any other thoughts? 
Uh, yeah, I, I think Sarsa would probably still be slightly trying to push Jarek towards, once things are kind of settled, going to visit his father. Mm-hmm. Visit Hot Daddy Dark Harbor. Yeah. I forgot what his dad's name is, so that's what he is now. Eric, let's not call him Daddy Dark Harbor. <laughs> Maybe she does. Hot Daddy I suppose Dark that's Harbor, fine. Please. Hot, hot daddy dark harbor hdh wait did you say his dad's name is eric yeah so jarek and eric i think that's what i named him i don't know for sure that's actually ever been said all right it's it's canon now so for simplicity let's say sarsa and jarek are off on a recovery mission keeping an eye out for drop off and his crew You know, looking for floating supplies, looking for any survivors. They've maybe been cruising around nearby beaches where people might have washed up. So they are not around. Gravely and Tiburone and a few other refugees are just sort of gathered around a campfire, resting, having a bite to eat, when suddenly a big portal opens, a nice, pleasant, calm, lovely looking one. And out steps two old friends, XX Bloody Heart and Maya. Hello! What? Maya? Is that you? Yes, it is me. Hello, I am back. It is so good to see you, my friend. Gravely sees the portal and his first instinct is, I I have to... You know, draw at the ready, and it's it's a threat or something like that. And and then, but then he sees Maya and XX, and and he kind of drops his whatever he's got, you know, arrows, and and he just runs and gives them both a big hug. I'm glad you see it. We found XX bloody hot. I thought you were dead. I thought I was. Dead. Don't worry, I have rescued Maya. Everything <laughs> is fine now. XX, where did you find her? Where, where have you been? Oh, it's been a very long story. Confusing at times. Mr. Stick and was a squirrel. It's true. Oh, it's so good to see you. I, I thought it's only been a couple of days, but I knew you were alive. I knew it. I just knew it. I told everyone you were probably somewhere being trapped in it. Wait, were you in the Feywild? I think so. It was there. Uh, there was a big tree. I was at the big tree of life. And uh, Mr. Stick mm. saved me. We can all so... assume everything was fine with the deal that we made with Lady Aranye. And she will not be mad at anything. And we can just continue as if nothing bad is going to happen in the future. Okay. Good to see you again, XX Bloody Heart. And he kind of puts out his little orkling hand and gives him like a forearm handshake. <laughs> Well, good to see you too. Uh, I guess what what's uh what's happening around here? Looks kind of this is a big camping trip or something. Well, um, as you can see, and he kind of gestures towards Giaka, and it's like this uh, city, the town of Giaka, was attacked by an elemental and sort of went underwater and took a swim. So this is sort of a refugee camp of all the people and. I mean, it, it, all the town is pretty much gone. It's it's. So I think as gravely gestures down into the town, XX Bloody Heart and Maya both see the portal ring that both of you kind of recognize as looking sort of similar down there. 
to yeah. the and, fire ring. Okay. Do you see that they, they, they kind of go on a little like outcropping of land that, you know, it's almost like a cliff face, but it's safe. And he's like, come over here. And he kind of makes sure that no one is really around because he doesn't want to make people nervous. And he says, see that down there? Do, does that look familiar to either one of you? Oh, I think that is a portal. Yeah, it's just like the one from the fire plane from the fire lord, Charkandris. Except it's different. I mean, it's maybe it's water-based. I, I, I'm not quite sure, but I haven't gone down there yet because we've just been so busy here. But Do you think we should investigate? Well, we should. I, I should probably tell our, our allies. Oh, Maya, there's... um. Oh, uh... Is Sindel still around? Uh, well... Sindel and Soot... Uh, were lost. What they do you were, mean lost? They, they, you cannot find them? There was a lot of water and I don't think I don't think they made it. Sindel was trying to hold off the, the tidal wave and Soot, I, I don't know what happened to Soot. Oh no. I just, he hasn't turned up so I mean I'm hoping maybe that on one of these reconnaissance missions they'll be found, he'll be found both of them but. We will keep looking. Yes, I think we should but we should, um, if you guys would like something to eat, we've got food and, and, uh, and oh, yes. clothes. I have not been eating very much. There is not much to eat in the fair world, especially when you are, well, hanging out with a tree and a squirrel. Um, XX Bloody Heart, would you, would you go in, uh, the food tent uh, is right over there. It's like a little canteen. Would, would you go and grab some food? Yeah, I'll, I'll go grab some stuff. Yeah, I'll be right back. He waits till... XX is out of the way, and he kind of le- gravely kind of leans into Maya and says, "Listen, um, I I almost forgot that XX wasn't with us when we became knights, and uh, I met two other knights. There were more knights. Yes. Hey, did you guys want coffee or oh, just? Uh, um... No, no, no. It's um, it whatever's in there. I think there's some jerky. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, there's two other knights. Uh, uh, there's a, a tiefling uh, who who has some clerical abilities, and and oh. she's 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 rather salty, but but quite effective. And you know, I see scones, but I don't oh, see any oh. rolls or anything else. Is that going to no, be no. okay? Or no, scones are great. They're they're quite they're good. They're okay. not like hard tack at all. Okay, great. Okay, thank continue, you. Continue whatever you are talking. Yeah, grab a grab a bunch of them. Sure. Well, I do like tieflings. I okay. I miss Lila. And there's a, and there's a human man that, that he's he's got kind of a gruffy beard and kind of thing, and and he's he's got a talking sword, and and, and, and they they've had they've had a whole adventure, and they know Coach. They they worked ah. with Coach for a while. I miss Coach. I know I miss him too, but but I mean apparently he was okay. I cannot wait to make new friends. Well, I I think they went on a recon mission, but they should be back in a little bit, and and. Uh, well, yes. I, I, now that you're back, I would really like to go check out that um, that marking. Maybe when 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 we had something to eat. Jeff, while you're in the uh, concessions tent, XX Bloody Heart, maybe you run into Tiburone there. Do a little. Maybe actually, if you can explain to Carlos kind of what XX Bloody Heart looks like. Oh well, if you if you haven't been to our um, to see our art. You know, get onto our Instagram at Rolled Table. Now it can be seen at the Geekly Grind. Now seen at the Greek Geekly Grind. 
Well, anyway, XX is a, he is a, uh, a, a younger person with uh, long black hair that is over his eyes, and he has all black leather armor and two black cloaks over him. I'm sorry, are it's you very- literally an edgelord? Yeah, he is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he is an edgelord. All right. And you're not sure, but like, maybe he's wearing eyeliner, but would he wear it? <laughs> but also, maybe he is. Got it. So he's in the in the uh, provisions tent picking up some scones and stuff, and you okay, see him in there, and you haven't seen him around. By the briny beard of the sea witch, don't take those scones so quickly. Oh, uh, sorry, they're for my friends. Can't you see that there's other people here that need to eat? Hey, everybody needs to eat. It's not special eating food. We have rules on the ship, eh? This not is not a says, ship. Uh, uh, land is a type of ship. It's a ship we're all on, in a sense. <laughs> Are you talking about Spaceship Earth? Is that what you're... I'm oh. talking about a sea ship, all right? And this here sea ship, I, I'm i in charge of, all right? I helped bake these. I help distribute them. So just take a few. If you're giving them to other people, fair. But don't take them all, all right? Uh, and what if I do decide to take them all? What are you going to do about it? How old are you, lad? How old do I look? Question with a question, I see. Hi. <laughs> a tricksy one. All right, all right. You look no more than two stones old. Then I'm two you... stones old. You're going to be out like a stone. I don't... Are we... Are, are you trying to get in a fight with me? It seems like you're trying to get in a fight with me. Can we uh, skip to outside again with Gravely and Maya, and you just start to hear from the tent? <laughs> You're sure taking a long time getting that food. I mean, I've told you everything I needed to say. We better go in there. And... So you start to hear Tiverbone cursing from the direction of the scones. Uh, Maya, why, why don't you come with me? Okay. Back to the tent. Things have escalated. If you call my mother that again, I will break you over my knee. Oh, bring it, fish man. Fish man? I'll show you fish. Let's do it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Tiburon, Tiburon, wait, wait. Tiburon, it's me, Gravely. (laughs) Wait a second. Um, uh, This is is a friend. This is an ally. Uh, A friend? Yeah, well, he, he was an ally back in... Uh, respite in in Ocart and so nice. I stopped listening to Gravely seconds into what he was telling me because I do <laughs> indeed notice that Maya's right there, uh, and it all comes rushing back of how I tried to save her life and she was just completely yeah. gone. Hello, Maya, Maya, and I just go for a big bear hug on her. Oh, hello, hi, Tibon. It is good to see you again. By the flounders and the seagulls, you're alive. Oh, well, I, I don't know that they were involved, but yes, I am alive. I'm still here. Well, I was happened? there, now I am here. How did, how did you get back? How did you get here? Oh, well, Mr. Stick saved my life and then took me to a tree and I woke up and he was a squirrel. Now I have special powers and the portal opened up and Devon was there. And that is how it happened. Mm-hmm. All right. You see, I rescued her. You by yourself. Well, I had a couple allies, some some friends of mine. I was palling oh, around no. uh, doing jobs for Aranye for a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Can I 
can Gravely do an insight check to make sure, like, once he says that, he gets very suspicious of XX Bloody Heart? Yeah, if you want to roll an insight check, you can. Yeah, I'm just making sure he's on the up and up. Uh, 19. <laughs> 17 yep. plus 2. He seems, he seems totally legit that it sounds like he's been working for Lady Aranye. Right. And it's been fairly chill, apparently. All right. Well, great. Good that you're still employed, I guess. Um, uh, well, by the way, the bacon cheddar scones are the best. I think they've got a nice, unctuous nature. A lot yeah. of good umami. So you all hang out for a while. Things calm down and you catch up. Um, and a little bit later in the day, Jarek and Sarsa arrive back in the Crescent Squall 3 and set down and unload a few supplies, odds and ends they've picked up. It gravely definitely takes um, Maya over to them and privately under under the quarters, under the deck, they have a little like, look, look, this is my symbol. Like, this is my symbol. Like. They, they show off their knight <laughs> symbols and like, yeah, yeah, you guys know coach. Ooh. Oh, they're the same. Nice. I think we probably don't need to go through all of the reintroductions that we just recapped to introduce Sarsa and Jarek to everybody. Maya and XX Bloody Heart, would, would you like to come down to the town to that um, portal thing and check it out with me? Yeah, let's see. Let's see what it's Maybe all right, will come you with just us. be careful down there. All right, it's still a rain miss. Oh, we will. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to guide them. And we've got Tiburon. He, he knows the shark. Tiburon, you mind coming with us? Aye. Do we need transportation? I can call my body back. Well, I think there's a. I've, I've kind of scoped out a uh, path that doesn't involve going through the water, so I think we should be all right. I'm very disappointed. Oh, hi. But keep your keep your trident handy. You never know. So I think around that time, Sarsa gets a call on her sending stone that she shares with Eric Dark Harbor, Jarek's father. Oh, Jarek, prominent... it's, your, it's your dad. He's calling me on the stone. Eric, who is a prominent figure in the city of Valentrell and you know a knights of a knight of the realm because he showed up to knight Jarek and Sarsa so he comes through and it's kind of staticky and it sounds like maybe he's been running and he says Sarsa are you there I need to speak to Jarek now quickly talk to me all right Jarek it's your it's daddy dark harbor he's got, I've got to get him a message I've, I've been I've been I've been chasing them I've been on their tail but I think I'm too it's Jarek there right now are you there I need you to come I need your help now uh, where are we going? I've been following him. I, it's already happening. Tell him. Tell Jarek. I need him. I, I've I've left an important piece of information in 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 our spot. He'll know what I mean. I've got. To... You hear what sounds like maybe an arrow hitting wood nearby, and then uh, definitely a slash a slash of a sword. You're not really sure who might be the recipient of that, but uh, you hear Eric go. I've got to go. There's there's not time. Please, as soon as you can. And then. The signal goes out. And Jarek, who overheard that, <laughs> says like, what? We've... I, I, I waited too long. So we have to... Sarsa... We have to go. We have to go now. Gravely, I'm so sorry, but... Well, you heard. We got to go. Of course, of course. I mean, it's your father. Yes, uh, we understand. Uh, um, uh, it, it was I nice. think we have to stay here and help out 
these I, citizens. I believe but that this town is in good hands with all of you. Uh, it was nice meeting you. Uh, of course, Mario. perhaps our, our paths will cross again. But good luck to you. And I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have to go. I'm sorry, gravely. But and um, I think probably Jarek takes Gravely's arm in that Knights of the Realm grasps his symbol and. Potentially, Sarsa also takes Maya's arm, and Jarek says, "You've got this. I know you can. We'll come back and help as soon as we can." Thank you. Good luck to you. Good luck, you lot. We'll tell Captain Honeymiss that that you said said your best. Thank you. Please do that. And uh, Sarsa, we need to go to Emberbrook. All right. I'll ready the ship. And they do, and Sarsa and Jarek quickly quickly ready the Crescent Squall, which was already ready for sailing, and they head off. Intrigue! So Jarek and Sarsa are off. I like her. She was very pretty. Yeah, she's she's um she's she's interesting. So so I think we should go down to the the town or what's left of it and check out that portal. Okay. I am ready right. now. Uh, follow me. Gravely leads him down to a safe path. So as you start to head down, maybe like halfway through that, you actually see the trident come around into view and uh, has one or two smaller ships along with it. It looks from a distance like it's um, it's main mast that was damaged when it sailed off of a sudden watery cliff that Captain Honeymist created. It looks to be that that's been repaired, but it's sort of, it seems somehow magically repaired. It almost looks like that mast is made of water now. It's definitely, it's shimmery and um, looks mm. to be translucent, but. The trident is the, is Captain Dropoff's ship, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. The bad ship. Mm -hmm. Everybody see that? That's Dropoff's ship in the distance there. Ooh, he's a bad guy, right? Yes, that's the bad guy. He's a sea elf, and he is uh, no good. Got it. We're looking for the honey mist ship. We like honey mist. Right. Got it. Well, let's just keep a low profile. Maybe we should sneak in just in case they don't see us. Let's be sneaky. sneaky. Ooh, I love being sneaky. XX okay. bloody hard. We could be sneaky together again. <laughs> yes, finally. Ugh. You know, it's I could so just go up and say, hello. I mean, maybe it was just a misunderstanding and they didn't mean to kill me. There's the Maya that we know. Oh, Maya. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about how about let's try to be sneaky. And if they find us like hide and seek, then you can say hello. OK, All right. but, for, but but for right now, let's pretend we're playing hide and seek and we're hiding. OK. OK. <laughs> So go ahead and roll. Everybody make a stealth roll for... 30-20. Your... Nice. 21. Nice. That's a dirty 21. <laughs> Maya's been, been really hidey. <laughs> uh, I got a one. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I'm huge. I'm not really good at stealth. XX? 13. Right. 13? Hold on. Let me get my cloak of the camel. They can't <laughs> well, for the time being, um, that's kind of a collective role for your ability to be stealthy. But like right away, you don't need to be too hidden because the trident is far off. But as you kind of like quietly and stealthily make your way down, the trident sort of pulls up as close as it can. 
to the town and sailors and crew start getting off of it and kind of like moving into the town. Some on rowboats, about half of his crew appear to be those uh, shark creatures, the sharks with legs who just like hop right into the water and swim right in. Some others are in boats. Um, yeah, there's one particular longboat that has a few crew members that you're pretty sure drop off is in. And various crew kind of start to climb up on buildings. And generally speaking, they're starting to collect around and nearby the, the portal in the center of town. And you all kind of uh, hang back and go slowly. But I would say, hmm, let's see. We do have a one in there. I'm going to have to. let's just keep that in the hopper so as you go as you're trying to be stealthy in general um that's kind of what you see is that the guy should is that is that the bad guy right there i tis drop off himself didn't exec blayheart see drop off in aranye's court yes briefly for a second he was walking out as you all were walking in like gravely wouldn't know that but i'm just reminding jeff XX Bloody Art may or may not remember that. So when you, at the very beginning of our uh, XX uh, adventure, when Uh you were summoned to Aranye's court, Dropoff was walking out, and he had like a silver diadem crown that he was placing on his head. And so you just kind of like brushed past him, and you all kind of noticed like, hmm, there's a guy. So probably... Is that crown now? He is, and he was wearing that crown in the in the image that he when he appeared in the sky, he was wearing that too. So I mean, Jeff, you can like roll you can roll a check to see how well you remember, or you can just kind of play like either you totally remember him or you just kind of have a little bit of a like oh, he looks familiar. I guess I'll roll to see if XX remembers that too. Make a perception check for I I guess that would actually apply to the first time you saw him to see if you remember enough right now Ooh, an 18 oh you do so jeff <laughs> xx bloody heart hey. you see this guy and you're like wait a minute that guy looks kind of familiar that guy looks kind of like that dude i saw in aranye's court that guy was leaving aranye's court he's wait, up what? to no good yeah he was leaving as i was coming in uh-oh that's not good it's not good anybody who works with aranye is bad I mean, except for well, me, but but you, but, <laughs> you. All right, well, we'll get we'll deal with that later. But she's big and scary and a spider. Person. Yeah. But, okay, but he's definitely no good because he works with somebody that I used to work with, who's definitely a jerk. So we need to watch out for him. A lot of politics here. Not following it. Let's find someone to kill. All right. Well, I think the question is. Are we being sneaky going in and still trying to check out the portal? Or maybe we should double back to camp and wait until it's nighttime and then come down. Mm, it's tough because it... I'm, I'm very interested in a nighttime. It's, I love the night. It's dark. <laughs> There's nothing to see. Yes. It's great. Do we, do we see it? Are they, can we figure out what they're doing? Like, are they just looking around looting stuff or are they? Yeah. Um... A roll perception for that. Yeah. We need more recon. Uh, eight. Seven. <laughs> yeah, trying to be sneaky and hiding away. Sure, you can roll also. Anybody who wants to perceive. That's a 16. Better. My with the my rolls. So uh, XX Buddy Heart and Gravely, you're really focused on the like staying low, staying stealthy, kind of like peeking around corners. And uh, Maya just like straight up stands up 
maybe climbs up on a building, has a good, nice, long look at everything. Still is remaining super stealthy because she's just amazing and she rolled well. But she's able to look around and see, like, she can see some pirates kind of on the periphery doing a little bit of looting, looking in places, seeing what they can grab. But for the most part, they do appear to be kind of like gathering up around the portal. And Dropoff actually specifically has um, walked up to um, just in front of the portal. Definitely looks like they're getting prepared for something. Uh, they are definitely preparing for something. Uh, lots of looting, I'm seeing. And uh, look, there is Dropoff over there. I think they are going to do something big. So the portal is like it's an open portal right now? It's just a big open circle. The way you found the fire portal initially was the same way. It was just a big open circle until like Stargate. opened it. Like yeah. the Stargate. Okay, it's so it's like not like you Stargate. can see in and like Mm-mm. see that it's going to somewhere else? Right. It's just You could probably walk like, straight through it right now. Wait, we could walk straight through it? Not you, but, but one, down if you walked up to it. How big is it? Is it like really big, like a car could go through or like just one person? Uh, yes, it's about 10 feet in diameter. So it is roughly car size could walk through. Are we talking like a Lincoln Continental or more like a like a Toyota? Like Camry a fit. Or... What are we talking? Yeah, Honda. Yeah, like, not like fit or something. Not many cars are like wider than 10 feet across. I think any of them could make it in. Probably not a bus. Like a, like a Humvee, Humvee 3. No, definitely not. Hmm. The 3 was a little bit smaller. Yeah, that was the compact one. Yeah, maybe, maybe just barely. Big one, probably not. Anyway, so you're a little ways away from that, but Maya's able to like pop up and get a pretty good view, and she kind of comes down and tells you tells you the update that they seem to be gathered up, and you kind of like move around a little bit to get a little bit more of a vantage point on what's going on, and uh, drop offs in front of the portal, and he's holding his big heavy crossbow in front of him sort of speaks to some of his crew that are gathered around and says, Well, this is uh, what many of us have been waiting for. And, uh, well, let's get to it, shall we? And he looks off towards, away from the portal, out towards the sea. And from a blue stone in center, in the center of his uh, diadem that he is still wearing, a blue beam shoots out to the ocean and out in the ocean a big pillar of water rises up and out of this pillar of water forms the uh, the Leviathan which in this kind of calmer form it's not creating a tidal wave it's just sort of rising up and it's really for the most part looks like a dragon but literally entirely made of ocean and made of the ocean water and this beam sort of like shoots out to that and the leviathan looks back at drop off and it casts actually opens its mouth and shoots out from its mouth uh its own sort of like beam it looks like a big sort of like whirlpool of water that goes and hits the portal and fills it with a swirl of water that goes on for a little bit And then it kind of closes its mouth and stops, and that swirl of water remains in this portal that seems to be activated now, which is, by the way, about like halfway halfway submerged still. So it's like the first five feet of it is in water. The top five is open air. 
So Dropoff is actually standing largely submerged where he is. As the portal, portal swirls there for a moment, and the first thing that emerges out of it is a squintillion, which is it's basically one of the it's one of those squid creatures that you fought back on the island, and it yeah. sort of wiggles out of there, and then another one, a second one, comes out behind it, and the two of those take flanking positions on either side of the portal. They look to be sort of like a forward guard or something. This is not good. Gross. And then another creature emerges, very large in stature, wearing ornate armor. It is blue. It appears to be male. Everyone sort of like bows down a little bit. The squintillions both uh, bow their heads down a little bit and drop off gives kind of like a curt head nod as he comes in and he walks forward and this large imposing figure sort of nods back to drop off. Behind that figure a few more uh, smaller creatures walk in that look to be um, look a little bit similar to drop off. They might be sea elves or they might be some sort of uh, not quite of this world sort of creature. And drop off looks up at this uh, imposing figure that has walked in and says As soon as the guy comes through the big blue guy or the big uh, mm-hmm. middle guy gravely takes out his pocket watch of second chance. Yeah, you get out your clock. What was it called? Pocket, <laughs> pocket watch. watch. watch um, but right before you click it, what you see is Dropoffs announces, Ah, Lord Aquilius, Lord of the Water Realm. And he levels his uh, heavy crossbow and he fires. He fires into this lord, apparently Lord Aquilius, that has just been summoned from the Water Realm. Ooh, twist. That is no way to start a friendship. All right, so I put away my pocket watch. <laughs> yeah, I you're have like, second, second thoughts about that. Finger on the t- pocket watch right there, and you're like, wait a second, hmm. why did he shoot him? What <laughs> is going Ooh, on? This is getting good. Pop some popcorn, guys. I'm not. <laughs> Do you have any more clotted cream? <laughs> yeah, here, take one of the butter, uh, the, the bacon cheddar. Yes. Tiberone, have you seen this this person before? Do you know who this is? I've heard telltales of Aquilus, but I've never, never witnessed it with my own eyes before. Gravely would be looking for Bashir, for for the mm-hmm. drow ranger. Yeah, you're Rising. definitely scanning for him and you do not see him anywhere out there. All right. Back to the moment. Dropoff fires his weapon. So Dropoff is a skilled assassin. And uh, when this happens, I think Gravely for sure, Maya potentially too. I think everybody who saw it before has a quick flashback to what happened to Maya and knows pretty confidently that was Dropoff that assassinated Maya. And he's very much, he's doing it again here, but you're not the target. So altogether, his first heavy strike does 60 damage. All right, 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 okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and everyone looks extremely surprised, but his his crossbow quickly clicks into the next bolt, and he fires again. So that one did 53 damage. In this sure third shot, he does 34 damage and also knocks Lord Aquilius 10 feet back, where he falls to the ground thoroughly dead. Does his... Uh, crossbow have like three strings on it or how does that work <laughs> mechanically to like t- 
take off three shots and you know honestly we described i described him heavy 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 crossbow earlier in the season so i was kind of like stuck to it and we described it as very much like it has some sort of like fancy like it automatically like reloads itself real quick but what I so it's got it's got attachments and scopes and things and looks awesome. But what I ended up doing is actually just giving him longbow stats. <laughs> so it actually does a little bit less damage, but he can reload real quick. This is someone you wouldn't want to go play paintball with. Is what you That's Yeah, what he's pretty play. intense. This is yeah. the intense guys who do paintball like weekly. Yeah. So drop off turns towards this Lord of Water and fires off these three heavy crossbow bolts in rapid succession. Thump, thump, thump. And he goes down. The last one throws him back about 10 feet, almost to the entrance of the portal, amidst several of his troops who are all looking down at him. And the two squintillions are looking down at him and then turn back to drop off a little bit stunned, but kind of they're definitely troops and they're definitely like arms at the ready and drop off looks at them and says, by the rights of succession laid out in the Platinum Accords, I, Ilian Dropoff, claim the domain and territory of Lord Aquilius. And they kind of, the water troops kind of like look at each other and look back and then they bow their heads down. Hello, Knights of the World Table. A couple announcements for you today. Really two specific announcements. First and most importantly, there's a new podcast out in the world and you should check it out. It's called Comic Book Keepers. And one of the hosts is our own Chris Daly, who plays Gravely and was the DM for season two. He and Lance from the Geekly Grind are um, talking about comic books, comic book histories, breaking down heroes and villains and superhero teams each week. And you should check it out. You should. You can download. There's a couple episodes up. You can download wherever you're listening to this, I'm sure. But also, you can go to thegeeklygrind.com, which now has a podcast tab at the top. And if you click on it, you'll see a little tab for Knights of the World Table and a new tab for Comic Book Keepers. So you can, there's a little trailer there. Definitely check that out. And we'll have Chris talk about that uh, sometime soon. Second, I just wanted to mention that on iTunes, we received our first not five-star review this week. And I just wanted to take a second to talk about that a little bit. It's from Inverted Zebra who actually enjoys the show a lot, thinks it's really funny, has listened to the entirety of Season 1 and a few episodes of Season 2, but just can't stand the name XX Bloody Heart. They say it totally breaks their immersion, takes them out of it. And you know what we have to say to that inverted zebra? We think that that's fair. No, that's totally fair. Yeah, you called it. It is a it's a ridiculous name and you can hear us feeling like it's a ridiculous name all the way until we thoroughly fell in love with it. Uh, Inverted Zebra af- actually gave it 3 out of 5 stars and was generally complimentary. So we will take that feedback with pleasure. You know what, Jeff Frank, he's kind of like mm, like green olives. Like people have strong opinions about green olives. People aren't like meh about green olives. You either just love them can't get enough, or you absolutely would not be caught dead eating a green olive. They're terrible. So uh, that's kind of Jeff Frank's humor, and um, we love him for his entirety. 
And uh, eventually we got, we, you know, we fell in love with the name too. And to us, it doesn't sound absolutely ridiculous anymore. A couple things I also really love about this review. One is that whenever somebody tries to write out the name XX Bloody Heart, they inevitably end up with the little heart emojis. Cute little, like, this one has two little pink hearts. It's just adorable. And that would drive XX Bloody Heart absolutely crazy if he saw that. Two is that I love that this person has listened to season one and the beginning of season two. Because in their future, they can get through all of season two and most of season three and not have xx bloody heart mentioned barely at all he's not there their rage will be severely tamped down until just two episodes ago when it would have been fired up again with our all xx episodes and if they made it through that now inverted zebra you can hear this response and hear our appreciation for you for giving us some feedback and uh, rating us on iTunes. So everybody, please uh, go ahead. If you want to weigh in on your own thoughts about the podcast, give us a, give us a, a review on iTunes or wherever else. Check us out. Uh, say hi to us on Twitter at Rolled Table. Check out the art on Instagram at Rolled Table. We have a Discord where you can sign up and come say hi. And you can visit us on the Geekly Grind and see all sorts of the art, player bios, character bios, and good stuff on there. So thank you, everybody. Thank you for the support. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other and make life an adventure. And then they bow their heads down. And then all of Drop-Off's crews start to cheer and hoot and holler and actually launch immediately into just kind of like going throughout the town and looking for loot and looking for treasure. That is going to be a problem. What What is happening? Did he just take out... The person that he summoned? Well, he said laws of succession, so it must be that if you kill the person that is in charge, you get all of their stuff. And in this yes, but- case, that means all of those uh, creatures now answer to him. But he, ma- and he mentioned something like platinum accords. What, what does that mean? You know, XX Bloody Heart, you are quite... Uh, you always seem like you are very excited to kill people. Do you think you could uh, do that? I don't have a crossbow like that. Look, this guy is very uh, big time. And, and he also, he's surrounded by two of those crazy things. We fought one of them and it was enough to almost kill Maya. And, and he's got two, plus all of his other henchmen and whatnot. Like, we are way outnumbered. We are out of our league. We can't go in there frontal assault right now. Suddenly, uh... Tiburon did have that one roll, so Tiburon takes a step backwards to kind of quietly back away, and you're all standing in about a foot of water. You're like right at the water level. There's buildings and debris that are kind of up above the water level, but because you're kind of crouched down and low, most of you are in just like boot deep water. And he takes a step back, and uh, that one on a stealth roll, he just trips and just like crashes into the water with a huge splash. Blister and barnacles! <laughs> and all of you kind of like freeze and look at him, and then like just sort of like keep completely still to see if anybody's going to respond. And it doesn't seem like anybody does. So you kind of go back and continue to watch things and then do they just leave me in the water uh well you can no you, you stand back up you're only okay. in a foot of water you're not like drowning <laughs> hey, oh, back down back down <laughs> 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 you're gonna fall stay down um 
No, but so there's a moment. It seems like, okay, all right, nobody heard. It, it seems okay. And then Tiburon make a constitution saving throw. Oh, boy. Okay, 15. Ooh, you are successful, but you will take a little bit of damage. There's cold water, so. Yeah. So you're going to take six damage. Yes. And you look down, and there's a giant eel that tried to wrap itself around your leg. Yeah! What the heck is that? And everybody roll initiative. All right, initiative has been rolled. So Tiburon looks down and sees um, not just this eel, but you have a sense that it just tried to electrocute you, and you, but you only just felt a little bit of a tingle. You kind of jerked away from it right before it was able to discharge its electricity. So that's concerning. And he kind of like yelps. Also, in that surprise, as you all look down at the water... A longbow arrow shoots out towards Gravely. Gravely, that's a 17 to hit. That hits. So you're going to take 17 damage from that. And then another longbow shot. A 13. Yeah, that misses. So one hits you uh, on the side as you are looking towards Tiburon. A second one whizzes by your head. And you look up towards that. And there's Bashir with a longbow pointed right at you saying... Hey, Gravely, did you miss me? Ah, oh, you! You're not getting away this time. So, XX Bloody Heart rolled very well. They got that, uh, so two of them got that surprise round on you. It is XX Bloody Heart's turn. Where is uh, Bashir? He's above us on Bashir something? Bashir's up on a building, shooting down at you. There's an eel in the water, and that's all you've noticed so far. Do I see a way to get up onto that building? Either from straight ahead or around at the side? Yeah, you could try either of those. It takes some climbing. By the end, it's not going to be like sneaky or surprising, but by the end of your turn, you could probably get up to him by the end of your movement. Could I try and do it sneaky? I love sneaky. W- with what purpose? To sneak. <laughs> for stealth. For okay. stabbing. Stealth for reasons. For so- sneak attack damage. <laughs> Mechanically, if you took your turn to hide... And kind of, if you move towards him and used your action to hide, then you could potentially pull off sneak attack next time if you got up behind. Yeah, so let's do that. I'll kind of try and go straight on to get like under the building so he can't see me and then sneak around to the side and then try and climb up on a gutter or a, a garden vine or something. Okay. You want um, a stealth stealth check for that? Uh, Yes. Oh, that's a 25, my friend. Oh, dang. He just, like, disappears, melts into the water. Everybody's looking one way. He's going the other way. Everybody thinks he's going to go that way. He's going a different way. And just suddenly, XX Bloody Heart is gone. Nobody saw what happened. You're thinking, where'd he go? Did he run? I don't know. XX Bloody Heart has disappeared. And next in the order is the eel. Uh, Eels are wrapped up with Tiburon. It's going to try to bite you. And it rolled a 19 on a bite attack. Uh, yeah, that hits. You're going to take 10 damage of biting. Ah! It's going to try to bite you again, but it rolled an 8. So one good chomp, and you take a good amount of damage and kind of tear it off of you, and it doesn't get snaps at your hand, but um, it does not get you that second time. Then next up is someone you have not perceived yet. So from a different building on the other side from Bashir... An acid arrow shoots out. A shimmering green arrow streaks toward a target. Rolled a 15 at Maya. Maya, what's your AC? Oh, definitely not 15. You can take some acid damage. Oh, joy. 
four, five, seven. D4s are so unsatisfying to roll. <laughs> All right, so you take seven acid damage, and there's still acid on you, burning your skin. And there appears to be something that can fire magical arrows from the other side, opposite from Bashir. And now it's Gravely's turn. Uh, did I uh, per- perceive what shot that other arrow? Like where it came from? It was two shots from Bashir. Oh, the, the acid arrow too? No, that was from somebody on, a, on another building on the opposite side from Bashir. Yeah. So if you're facing Bashir, it's behind you. Okay. Laser focused on... I don't know what a laser is. I'm whip smart focused on Bashir, my old enemy. And so I'm going to use a bonus action to cast Hunter's Mark... And then I will shoot him with my longbow. Nine plus ten is nineteen to hit. Hit. Uh, now he is a drow. Yes. He's a dark elf, so that's one of my favorite enemies, and I now <laughs> have uh, plus four additional damage. So um, that's going to be seventeen points of piercing damage. Ouch! You hit him. And because it's uh, hunter's mark, it's also. Plus D6. So that's additional two. And uh, it's going to be a lightning arrow. So oh, I forgot about those. Because it's a quiver of elemental. So I say uh, thundercracker or something like that. I forget what those. <laughs> and then is that just like D6 elemental damage? Uh, I don't remember. I think it's that it changes your, um, your type of damage that you do to lightning. So if something's vulnerable to a certain element, you can use it. But it, I don't think it was extra damage. Oh, okay. So it's just lightning damage, but it's uh, ni- 19 points of lightning damage then. <laughs> and then I'm going to shoot him again. Mm. So that'll be 17 to hit. Hit. 14 points of fire damage. Flame on! <laughs> And I'll use any movement I have to get in a advantageous position to see both Bashir and whatever shot that other arrow. Okay, you can scramble off up to up onto some other uh, debris where you can get a little bit of a they're a little bit kind of like on either side of your vision, but you can see both of them. And you see that there's actually two figures up where the acid arrow came from. There's two figures up on a building over there. Okay, that's my turn. That second figure up there actually goes next. He jumps down into where you can see him, jumps towards Tiburon. This is a great big human with a longsword who's wearing an eye patch. Some sort of pirate? Yes, very piratey looking. They all have kind of the pirate thing going on. 12 to hit, slashes once at hit with his longsword. Misses, I assume, and then, oh, definitely hits. That's a 23 to hit. Oh, yeah, that hits. It's going to do nine slashing damage. Hey, Tiburon, look out. Those guys look dangerous. Um, make a make a strength saving throne, Tiburon. 12. So he actually slices down with his second strike, uh, tries to hit your trident out of your grip, but you're able to hold on to it. 14, Maya's turn. So just to clarify, there's Bashir... Who's like above us on like a platform? Yes. How far up is he? He is. It's not really a platform. He's up on the top of a building, eight or nine feet up, and maybe fifteen feet away from your where you're standing. Okay. With acid going on. Okay, so he's in one direction, and then like I'm guessing like opposite side of us. Is it one guy or two guys that's up on, on that? Building? 
there's the person that shot you with an arrow, and then uh, presumably, I don't know if Maya would be totally sure, but a different person just jumped down from that position and attacked Tiburon. Well, I recognize Bashir. Since I know this guy again, I'll cast Hex on him. And yes. we'll give him disadvantage on Dex. Okay. Then I'll go ahead and Eldritch Blast. So it'll be a 16 to hit. There we go. And a 12 to hit. Hit and miss. Four damage plus five necrotic damage. So a total of nine damage. Okay. And he now has disadvantage on his decks. And Grayla says, ha ha, Maya's back. You're in for it. <laughs> <laughs> that will conclude my turn. All right. Am I still uh, holding on to the eel? You you didn't keep a hold on the eel. You just kind of pulled it off of you. So Aww. there's an eel around your feet, and there's this other pirate dude with a sword that is close up to you. Got it. Engaged with you. Okay. Well, uh, since he's engaged with me, I'm going to go ahead and attack it. 21. Hit. Sweet. Five and uh, attack him again. Yeah, okay. fighter. Fifteen. That will miss. Ah. So you are? Are you a two-handed fighting style? I am. Yes. Fighter. Yes. Okay. So I believe you also. You have an extra attack, and then as a bonus action, you also make that attack. Oh. Which means you can do one more, and then you still have movement. But okay. if you moved away from him, he'd get an. Actually, both he and the eel would get opportunity attacks. <laughs> and the eel. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Third time's the charm. So I'll go for the third one. Nice. All right. This one's 20. Hit. Sweet, sweet, sweet. All right. Nine. So you are good old classic sword fighting with this pirate as this eel swims around both of your feet. You're, there's clashing of steel. Your scimitars yeah. are yeah. slashing around. Brings us to Bashir's turn. Importantly, kind of context for this situation, all of you kind of had the immediately, like, you immediately kind of launched into defense attack back fighting mode, but you were kind of like, there's a lot more than these four people around. You're still in this town that is covered with pirates who are looting and drop off who just assassinated this dude and the two squintillions and various uh, water troops that are starting to emerge from this portal. think the context might be important well i figured we kind of launched into it and i figured like i mean in the first six seconds you probably just do what you do but that is context for like exactly how you want to handle this fight i was like gravely looking since you have the hunter's mark on bashir you do notice he has like a horn like on a strap a strap over his shoulder that definitely looks like he could use to alert people. Bashir pulls out that horn, picks it up, puts his longbow away, and picks up that horn and blows it. Before he does that, I say, wait, you're going to call for reinforcements? You big crybaby? Yeah, you think you're going to do that? And I'm going to make my cloak of billowing billow in the wind and say, fight (laughs) me before you call for your goons' friends. I'm going to try to uh, persuade him to not do that. All right, roll persuasion for that. Cloak of billowing. Cloak of billowing. I have a negative Only one. Only had the green candle. Like he lifts up, he lifts up this horn right to his lips. It's like a inch away from his lips, and you yell that. Yeah. And he's definitely like looking at this little orkling down there with the billowing cloak, going like, mm? "Well, I, I rolled a six, and it's a negative one to persuasion, so I so I got five. But it was billowing. Yeah, he looks down at you. I can and... find an advantage because of the billowing. <laughs> 
I'm not going to give you advantage because uh. of the billowing. It is not quite that impressive. Maybe if you were backlit, maybe if lighting was a little better, but it didn't quite. It didn't quite pull uh, it off. Duly noted. Like, like if you were lit green and you had the green candle. I didn't buy the green, green candle. candle. Oh, you're not there, Phil. Candle. Jarek has a green <laughs> candle, and I think Carol has a green candle. Gary is without a green candle. Anyway. Yeah, Bashir looks down at you for a second and just kind of like rolls his eyes and blows this horn. Well, a lot of good that cloak did. No and you don't quite have time to like survey what might happen in response to that big horn he blew, but it, you imagine it's not going to be great for you. And then Bashir falls back out of the sight of the group that's down on the ground. So that's his turn. Actually, you know what? Make a dexterity roll since he has impaired dexterity. <laughs> yeah, all right. So so uh, Bashir blows the horn and then disappears from your view, but then you hear a... Um, it sounds like it sounds like he might have tripped or something didn't quite go well with that, but he was out of view, and that will take us back to XX Bloody Heart who is hidden from view, heading up that way. Okay, do I have an eyeline on Bashir? I would say from probably where you are, you're hidden with within this turn, you're climbing up onto the roof, and you don't, there's nobody up on the roof, but that's only like half your movement. Okay. So you also would have heard him both blow the horn and then like fall off of something. All right, I want to run to where I think he might have jumped off or something, and then just take a look down to kind of see where he is or where he's going. Yeah, so you look down there on the other side of this building, which there's another building. There's like a six-foot gap between this building and another building, and you look down, and he's definitely down there, like splashing back up to his feet in kind of like an alleyway. He's already kind of like got some feet underneath him running. It looks like he probably tried to jump to this other building, and he didn't make it. <laughs> Okay, follow me here. Here's what I want to do. I'm going to take out my hoops of teleport. And I'm going to take one. I'm going to turn them on. And I'm going to take one. And I want to throw it into the air directly above me as high as I can. Oh, yeah. And yes. with the other one, do it. I want to jump down on him and put that hoop over him so that he will transport through the hoop to the one that is assumably 20 feet or so, 10 feet, I don't know how hard I could throw, uh, 10 feet in the air, and he will fall again uh, a very long ways. You're throwing one up. Yes. At the Into same the time as you're jumping down, trying to land on him with the other one so that he'll fall out of the one that's above your head. When it's at its apex, yes. Back onto the top of the roof? He's he's ring tossing yeah. the shear, and then he's throwing the other one up in the air. Right. Okay, I'm going to have you make two dexterity checks for that. One for throwing the thing up, and then a second one for... I would say second one's going to have to be at disadvantage, not for necessarily getting on, getting it onto Bashir, but like timing it right. The like juggling move of timing it right so that you land on Bashir before the first one hits the ground. So one dex check straight up. Yeah. Okay, the first one is 16. The second one, disadvantage? Yeah. Oh, eight. Ooh. 
You throw the first hoop up into the air, which again, anybody looking up at where Bashir was sees that hoop, which is, I think, I don't know, the orange one. Um, yeah, it's the orange <laughs> we one. Said yeah. they're blue and orange. Yep. They see that hoop flying up and are like, oh, XX Bloody Heart. And then you jump down on Bashir and you do land on him. But by the time you land on him, uh, that first hoop is on the ground. So he just like pops out of it. And he's back where he left, up on top of the roof. And now you're down in the alleyway. Uh, do I have any movement left? He looks super confused. No, I'd say that's probably your movement. Shoot. The climbing up, running over the <laughs> roof. Well, can it just like can regular it just, like, movement? Scoop him out like from the air, like goes like, right up like a like a Mario character, like you know, just, he just kind of pops up and like what the. Yeah, basically, he has—he's very disoriented. Has no idea. It's a—it's as if the amount of time he spent jumping down and falling out of roof just didn't happen, and he jumped backwards to like, how am I still here? But XX Bloody Heart. So that was all your regular movement, but you do have your cunning action if you wanted to like dash with it and move some more, or do a different cunning action move. Here's what I want to do with the portal still open. I just want to kind of punch him in the face and then turn off the hoops. <laughs> <laughs> all right roll that attack you can roll a regular attack and then unarmed okay. is just like a, it's like one plus strength so then that would be um uh, 17 hit <laughs> <laughs> what's the damage what it's is... your strength plus like one damage i think is the default unarmed. okay so three damage and i go xx gang and then turn it off <laughs> <laughs> he looks down at this hoop, which he assumes must have had something. Actually, you know what? He picks up the hoop, figuring, like, this must have had something to do with what I did. And then your fist comes out of it, punches him in the nose. <laughs> it says XX Gang, and then it turns off. So he's just holding the hoop for another three damage. Sheer. Very confused. Perfect. That was nice. amazing. I, I, that deserves a round of applause. Well done, Jeff. <laughs> well done Thank with the you. hoop. Thank you. I, I aim to distract, disorient, and generally hoop, cause confusion. The hoop from season one, ladies and gentlemen. For the edge lord <laughs> that we need. All right, so we're going back to this uh, giant lightning eel at Tiburon's feet. It looks like it's been able to recharge. You're going to make another constitution saving oh throw. That is 16. Save again, so you will not be electrocuted. Nine more damage, but you're not stunned or anything. And then the eel swims off towards Maya, which, if you want to take a swing at it, you can as an attack of opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely take a, an attack of opportunity. That <laughs> one. Ooh, that's a miss. So it wriggles off in the water. Brings us to Pirate Wizard. From that wizard up there, another acid arrow shoots out at Maya. You're still burning from the previous acid. Uh, only a ten, so this acid arrow streaks out. And misses you, you hear it sizzle into the water, but you are still burning from the previous acid. You're going to take three points of acid damage from the previous arrow, but that seems to be the extent of the acid that's on you. You're kind of like, seems to be fizzling out. That wizard ducks back down so it's not visible, and that takes us to Gravely. How far away is Bashir right now? So you can't see him quite where he landed. He's not exactly there. You did see... You did hear a lot. You saw the hoop shoot up. You might uh, make a perception check for actually how much you're able to reason out where he is. I have advantage because of Hunter's Mark. All right. 
that's a 22. Based on kind of where the hoop flew up and what you heard after that and the punching and the X and the XX bloody heart yelling XX gang, you're pretty confident he's still up on that roof, but just a little bit out of your visual range. So you got up a little bit higher. So he's in all probably six to eight feet elevated above you and about 15 feet away from you. All right. I want to try to use my movement to get higher where I could see him on anything like a wagon, rubble. If, if there's any way I can elevate myself within my distance <laughs> to to see him even just a little bit. Yeah, so you could run towards, kind of follow the route that XX Bloody Heart ran to get up onto the building, or you could run backwards. It kind of elevates as you back up, so you could kind of like run away from the fray and get up on something a little farther back where you could probably see him. I'll do that. Okay. I'll, I'll run back, but then get higher. Yeah, so you run back, use your movement, and you can clam, clamber up onto something where you're able to see him up there. All right, and then I will attack him. Holding this hoop. Twice with uh, my longbow. These are going to be um, fire arrows, I guess. Flame on! <laughs> 17 to hit. Hit. It is a 19 to hit. Also hit. a hit. Okay. First one is 19. So on the first one, you see him kind of like raise a hand up, and it as the fire arrow shoots toward him, you see it fizzle out a little bit as it approaches him. Seems like it did a little bit less damage okay. because he absorbed a little bit of the damage, which will actually give him fire resistance to both of these. So we'll do we, both of the arrows will be half damage. So the second one does 19 damage as well. So those uh, two fire arrows streak out. You see them both get absorbed a little bit as he absorbs some of the elements. But when that second arrow hits him, he takes it right in the chest and he collapses up there on the roof. (gasps) Does not seem to be moving. If I have any movement left, I will try to make my way back. Nope, I think you're where you are. You have a pretty good view of everything. You don't see XX Bloody Heart, who just like disappeared a while back at the beginning of the fight. You do see Maya, you see Tiburon. You probably can't quite see where that eel is. You see the pirate fighting Tiburon, and you have a good view of the wizard up on the roof. All right, I'll stay where I am, and my cloak billows a little bit in confidence and yeah, it does. proudness. Very impressive. <laughs> Much more impressive than the first time. That will bring us to the pirate fighting Tiburon. Oh, actually, you know what, Gravely, when you survey the battlefield, you also you see two more pirates climbing up towards the fight in a place where the others probably couldn't see. But there's starting to be a response to that horn. Everybody look out, there's more coming! So, the first mate fighting Tiburon... Will again attack with his long sword. First hit, nine. Not gonna do it. Nope. Second hit, 13. Nah. Oh, definitely squish out of the way. First one way, then the other way. Yeah. Ha! Laugh defiantly. <laughs> that's, uh, that's all this guy does. Moving on to Maya. Maya, it's your turn. Yay! So I see. You definitely have some sense that there's a giant electric eel headed towards you. Yeah, I don't. Really want that to happen. I'm gonna. How far away is that eel? Uh, realistically, it's probably up on you. Like it wasn't able to attack, but it's like within five feet of you. I'm 
I'm going to go, oh, it is delicious. And uh, I'm going to reach out and try to grab it and use my vampiric touch ability on it. It was that or you're going to make friends with it. All right. What's vampiric <laughs> touch? Try uh, to suck its life out. Yeah, basically. So I have to make a spell attack. So roll vampiric touch. That's going to be a 20. It's a dirty 20, but it is a 20. That's going to hit. Eight uh, necrotic damage and I heal four hit points. And so that's a concentration spell. You can keep that on it for a while, right? Yeah. I'm going to keep sucking on this heal. <laughs> You just, you just grab onto an electric eel. That could be concerning for later, but it's okay for now. Is that your turn? Yeah. Tiburon's up. All right, round two. That is a 15. To do what? Oh, to fight this guy. Oh, yes. Uh, all right, a 15. Uh, misses. Ah. All right. He carries with his long sword. Got it. You got some more attacks, though. I'm going in for another one. 16. Hit. Nice. Oh, yeah. We got a 10 damage. Wow. He looks real bad. You cut deeply with that second strike. His longsword is not available to parry. All right, is he looking like in a pretty bad state? Very bad. Is that the wizard? That is the pirate. Pirate guy. I believe I can take an action surge and go for a third attack here. You can just do your bonus action extra attack. Okay. That's your offhand attack. Well, then I shall do that. Ah, just 14. Miss. So yeah, if you wanted to, you could action surge, which would give you two more attacks. Oh, hell yeah. Let's do it. Ah, 12. <laughs> Miss. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, more chance. Ah, nice. Oh. <laughs> so five attacks, one, a parry from the pirate, one slashes deeply, and that just invigorates Tiburon to continue slashing and cutting and stabbing, but uh, they all definitely cling off his uh, chainmail armor or are parried by his sword. But he is just stumbling. His eyes don't look very focused. He is in very bad shape. Why won't you die? Uh, 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 I don't know. He says, that would take us back to Bashir, non-responsive. That brings us back to the eel. Eel is recharging, recharging, recharging. Oh, it actually does it. It does not get this charging ability every turn unless it's successful in recharging. And it was. Maya, make a constitution saving throw. Eventually, this eel's going to electrocute somebody. Oh, no. That's a nine. Oh, wait, I want to use... Can I use my lucky now? Oh, yeah, you can use it. It's an 11. Hmm. <laughs> Same result. You're holding onto this eel, trying to suck the life out of it, and it electrocutes you because it's an electric eel. You are going to take 7, 8, 9, 10 damage, electrical damage, and you are stunned. So let me read the stunning uh, criteria. A stunned creature is incapacitated, can't move, and can speak only falteringly. The creature automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. You being the creature, but that doesn't affect constitution, so yes, do a constitution save to try to keep that vampiric touch active. That's an 18. It is. It remains active. You keep a hold of this eel as it electrocutes you. As you're doing that, the two other, the two new pirates climbing out towards you arrive on the scene so everybody can see them, but they have not yet taken their turn. Definitely a sense that more might be coming, and that will bring us to... Oh, I skipped XX Bloody Heart. XX Bloody Heart, it's your turn. You are in an alleyway. Not for long. I'm going to open up the portal again and... Well, let's see. I can't get it back if I do that. I want to get my other one back from the roof. 
Yeah, you just have to climb up there and get it. Uh, I'll climb up there and get it, and then take a look around and see where everybody is, and kind of assess the situation, see if we should bail or stick it out, or see, just kind of get a situational awareness. Roll perception from up there. You reunite your hoops. Mm. Click, click. You guys are the real heroes. 18. You see Bashir up there, collapsed on the ground, smoking slightly from the fire damage. Yeah. You see the two new pirates arriving on the scene. You see the eel. You see the general melee. A quick kind of surveying of that scene would be like, you guys could probably take this current group, but you definitely look out wider at the kind of like area of the town and everything else going on and you can see definitely like everybody heard the horn and there's movement some people are moving away some people are moving towards it's going to get complicated pretty fast all right i will um go over to the edge where i can see everybody and i'll just say guys we gotta go get out of here This is Chris and Lance asking you to check out our new podcast, Comic Book Keepers. Join us as we delve deep into comic lore to uncover the history behind a wide variety of comic book characters. Doesn't make sense, but it sounds awesome. (laughs) It's comic physics. Each episode will feature one hero, villain, team or ensemble and break down what makes these heroes super. We'll give you recommendations on what storylines to read. If you're going to read one Joker story, this might be it. Explain how characters were created. And the publisher said it was the worst thing he had ever heard. Discuss adaptations, costumes, and answer comic fandom's what-if questions. If we were to make a new turtle, what would they look like? And of course, the important question, what color would their headband be? Yeah, and spoiler alert, these conversations can get pretty nerdy. He can't die. He's basically Highlander that can fly, you know, with like huge muscles. And he's been around so long and he was Abraham Lincoln. He was like- Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> this is Comic Book Keepers.